Welcome to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. Stay tuned for our podcast. I'm Don Scott Damon. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, I'm here today because I believe in women helping women find freedom, emotional, spiritual, psychological freedom. And today I'm joined with the sisterhood, Shelly Beach and Wanda Sanchez. Join us as today we talk about freedom. So we're talking about freedom today and what it means to be free and what it looks like. And uh, before we get into this program, I want to introduce the sisterhood. Shelly, give everybody a shout out and send some love. Hey, hey, hey. Good to be here with all of you today. You stole my line. I did. That's so that's that's line. Line. I had, you got to come up with something. Well, you know, go ahead, Wanda. You say it, too. This is Wanda Sanchez, everybody. Well, hello there. <laughs> I'll take Shelly's line. That's right. <laughs> Spanish. Hola. 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 That's it. <laughs> Unless I'm ordering Taco Bell, I really don't know how to say more. Then you'd more. say more. Yeah. Well, um, it's good to be with you guys, and I'm really looking forward to this. Everyone, this is our first podcast, and the vision and the goal, our heart, is to be honest and transparent and open and share from our life experience not only what we've gone through but how God has brought freedom into our lives, right? We've all experienced some trauma and um, we've been overcomers because of Jesus and the Word of God. So as you listen to this podcast today, we hope that it will be more than just entertainment, although we hope that you have fun with us as you listen along, but that you'll start to recognize that Jesus also has healing for you and recovery for you. Now, you guys, you know, the scripture tells us in John 8 that as Jesus is talking, he says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so as we listen to that, we understand that the truth of God brings freedom. So it makes sense, therefore, that the enemy can use lies to keep us in bondage, right? So if the power of God is truth, then I would say that the power of the enemy is lies. And how many of us have believed some lies? Shelley, have you ever believed lies before in your life? Uh, so much so that I had to write a whole book about it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Tell us about your book. Tell us about what you wrote. Well, the book was called The Silent Seduction of Self-Talk and uh, Conforming Deadly Thought Patterns to the Word of God. But what I discovered was that as a Christian, I could believe two totally contradictory things at the same time. I could believe truth Mm -hmm. and believe that I was embracing truth and at the same time believe a lie. And, um, And I had to learn how to evaluate what I was believing and acting upon the most in my life in order to conform those thoughts, in order to actually, um, you know, to tear down strongholds in my life, mm-hmm. things that I'd actually given over my thinking, my primary thinking to Satan. So. I think that's really uh, critical that you evaluated. Is that similar to what the Bible says when he says, take every thought captive, take every thought captive and subject it to the light or the to the, the lordship of Jesus? So. You, were you taking thoughts and evaluating them, like, why am I thinking that way? Or Exactly. Um, there was a really painful process that I went, to, went through. I discovered I was believing lies. They were actually kind of in categories. I be- discovered I was believing lies about myself. Um, you know, Satan likes to accuse us with lies about ourselves and then um, lies about other people. You know, Dawn, my problem is you. Mm-hmm. Or my problem is Wanda. Or my problem is my husband or my children or my boss. Or about... Someone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. or about our relationships or other people or circumstances. Or we believe lies about God. He doesn't really care about us. He's not going to mm-hmm. listen to us. 
So, and as I began to recognize those lies, I began to kind of study and engage with them and then had to go to the Word of God to uh, begin to do that transformation process. Mm-hmm. I think that's very interesting. Um, the lies that we believe, we don't even know that they're operating in our life. They can just be so hidden or subtle or insidious, and yet they're producing negative fruit. Uh, Wanda, hey. Go ahead and say your hey, hey, hey. Talking to me. Hey, hey, hey. There it is. <laughs> what about you? Have you experienced, either personally or in the relationships and friendships that you have, the lies of the enemy operating? In all of those things. Um, but the daily battle for me is it, it is fighting the battle. Or I know the battle is won. Mm-hmm. I, I know the truth. Okay, now what battle are you talking about for the listener? Well, I think the battle just to... Um, uh, the battle in your the mind. The battle for your your thoughts to learn how to yeah uh, sub- bring your thoughts into subjection. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Uh, I am always being um, not so much anymore. At, at you know three years ago it was definitely worse, but um, being told you know in my head that I'm it's I'm not forgivable, you know um, I'm not worth it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so and that I am the asterisk in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, it applies to everyone except Wanda. Ah, you know. yes. Oh, so. oh, wow, that's a great uh, visual and a word picture. So there would be this little uh, addendum to what the scripture just yeah. said. Uh, this is for everyone except for you, yeah, Wanda. You're not, yours is unforgivable, you know, I'm disgusted, whatever. All the, mm-hmm. the things that I would believe for years, mm-hmm. even though uh, I knew in my head what the Bible said mm-hmm. and that was truth. So there was, it was getting to actually experience the truth and um, getting to actually experience the truth and learn that the, that scripture is, learn it in a whole new level about the truth setting you free. Mm-hmm. That it's for you. Absolutely. It, you know, um, Shelley, you said a moment ago that we have lies in categories and that helps you begin to identify lies about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that looks like what what you're just saying. I'm not worthy. Yes. I'm inadequate. Yes. Nobody loves me. Mm-hmm. One of the lies that I believed because of my childhood trauma was that um, I was damaged and flawed, and so therefore I didn't deserve God's best. Mm-hmm. I had to settle and accept something less than. Everybody else could have excellence and greatness and God's best. They could have the best education or the best husband or the best of whatever, but I had to be willing to settle for less. And all of the decisions that I made were so, in my mind, I might have called them humility, or but it, it was a lie operating beneath the surface, subterranean, if you will, saying, Dawn, you don't deserve good things. So just Take it and be thankful that you even got this. Oh gosh, yes. yes, yes, yes. And I, I think it's a similar because of abuse and and trauma and other things in my life. One of my lies was that I had to perform and I had to earn. Mm. I always had to be working hard for approval, uh, God's approval and people's approval in order to uh, have that stamp of worthiness. Mm-hmm. And so that's and you know what about you, Wanda? What how did your childhood and those kinds of lies influence what you believed about yourself? Wow. <laughs> well, that was, I mean, even today, it's an ongoing struggle, you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, I remind myself every day, all day long, 
about the truth, about what the truth is about, who God says I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, the way I, you know, my early trauma um, had me believing that God was unsafe, mostly my whole, almost my whole life, that he just was not safe. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't keep me safe. He wouldn't protect me, not just me, but those people I loved. Um, so, and that's interesting because you believe God loved you, right? Yes. You believe God loved you. Because it says so in the Bible. And I believe the Bible to be true. No matter what was going on, my grandfather, early on when I was a little girl, had told me, this is who God is, this is Jesus. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker. So a moment ago you said it was true for everybody but you. So it looks like you had some cognitive dissonance, as we would call it. Like you had two conflicting messages Mm -hmm. at the same time. Hugely. I know God's there, and I totally believe in God about God. I'm not confused about that. But I don't believe in God's love and his nature and his character for me. I believe he exists. Right. And that those are things that he'll give others, but he won't give them to me. Right. Yeah. So how did you reconcile those two worlds? Or is that the process that you are still in? That's the everyday process for me. It's got it's become much easier um, because when the when the I don't know if you've ever just like been slapped with the truth where you feel like you woke up. Mm-hmm. You know, when that happens, uh, everything else is kind of ruined after that. You know, yes. uh, lies don't slip, slip by so quickly. Uh huh. You catch them quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And then when you learn, uh, I learned uh, via my trauma treatment how to exactly um, confront those lies in my head with the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, that's where the freedom is right there, is when you, you confront the lie of, you know, I'm not good enough and, um, you know, God doesn't like me with, you know, John 3.16. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what the Word says. Or, you know, uh, you're the asterisk, Wanda, and then, you know, my answer is, but God, you said... Yeah. So it's just a. So you begin to flip the script when yeah. the enemy mm-hmm. comes in like a flood. You God raises up a standard. That's so it. here's the flood of negative thoughts. But here's what God says, and that's really the process that the Word talks about. God's Bible, His love letter to us, talks about renewing the mind, taking those thoughts captive, evaluating them, mm-hmm. holding them to the light of Scripture, and saying, you know what, that's not a true thought. And I don't think that we always recognize or aware that Satan launches those thoughts into our minds like little missiles that they're not even originating from us. They're demonic in nature. They're, they're very dark thoughts. And certainly we do have our own thoughts, but the enemy wants to. It's very similar to what he did in the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Did God really say, is God really for you? Does God really love you? He just poses those questions that bring doubt. Yeah, yeah. Just that, just that, and that, hmm, get us wondering. It's his thought, it's his plan to, to bring us destruction and pain and sorrow. And if we buy the lie, like you said a moment ago, hook, line, and sinker, only that was for a good thing. Right. But if we buy the lie, um, there, then we have bondage. There you, you know? go. Yep. For me, one moment of revelation, Wanda talked about being slapped by the truth. I remember when I was doing this um, kind of self-study. I'm a teacher. I'm a, I'm a college professor. And I remember as I was studying, you know, the fact that I was really so messed up inside my head. But the moment I recognized that in this moment of revelation in my mind when I realized I'm believing a lie, 
God is with me in that moment. God created us to be uh, to communicate with Him in the intimacy of our thoughts, and everything about my life originates in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And God is present with me there. That at that very second, I can throw myself into God's arms and say, you know what, you know, Lord, I feel lost in this moment. I I feel out of balance, out of control, whatever. This is what I'm feeling. But this is the truth of who you are. This is the truth of what you say about me or my circumstances. And I'm going to throw, choose to throw myself on you right now and to begin to speak those things and say those things and realize that in that just in that moment, that second in my mind as I confront those conflicting thoughts, God's with me there, you know. And um, that, that feeling of intimacy and presence began to change the way that I did the process. Amen. You know... We know that um, God is light. You talk about revelation, and and you say this aha moment, or what did you say it was? Slapped away. Slapped the, the <laughs> two-by-four yeah. moment. And that is the enlightenment of God's truth. The, the Word of God says his, the entrance of God's Word brings light and truth. So the darkness of Satan's lies, he traffics in those dark places. And when we bring that that lie out of that thought life, out of that dark place where we ruminate and meditate and believe on it, and we present it, as you're saying, before the Lord or invite the Lord into that place, he banishes the darkness. Mm-hmm. The light comes on. That's good. And, yeah. and so many times we, we curse the darkness and we yell at it and we, we are afraid of it. Just turn on Switch. the light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. For me, one, thought, one thing that was really actually helpful in that was I actually wrote down the lie that I was thinking Mm. and a lot of the struggle for me was in my controlling manipulative attitude in my marriage ah so now you're going into an area (laughs) hey everybody call your friends right now and tell them you got to hear this but when you're sitting across the table from your husband and you recognize that in your thought in your mind is this thought that right now the response that I want to give my husband of sarcasm, the thing that I want to say, what is that? That's my desire to humiliate him. Mm. It's my desire to make him feel small. Mm-hmm. It's my desire to vaunt my own ego and make myself look good because this child in me mm-hmm. <laughs> has to feel a certain way or this, this broken child in me um, you know, still feels a certain way or tries to protect herself mm-hmm. in a certain way. And when I forced myself to put that in a notebook and write down that those were the lies mm-hmm. that I believe that turned into behavior in my life, mm-hmm. confronting that in black and white was just transformational for me because then I began to write down, okay, now what do I have to do to really change this? Where does God want me to take this? And um, it, it, really, it really helped me see myself as uh, broken as I was, but God doesn't leave us there. He, he changes us. Mm-hmm. And so that's where a new level of growth began. For me. And that's the hope that God does indeed change us. We're going to take a break here, but I want us to think about the lies that that maybe you're believing today, and what do you need to do to get the breakthrough that God has for you? And so if you'll stay tuned, we'll be right back. You've been listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. Drop by every week to hear our podcast or visit me at freedomgirlsisterhood.com. 
Hope you'll read my blog, subscribe to The Sisterhood, and check us out. We are women helping women find true freedom. I am your host, Don Scott Damon, and I'm joined with The Sisterhood, Shelly Beach and Wanda Sanchez. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Right before we went to break, we were talking about the lies that we believe and the lies that are very powerful and very convincing. And I guess we wouldn't really even know that they're lies until we do the work that you're talking about, Shelley, that we begin to evaluate our thought life. And one of the things that I've done over the years, and I still continue to do, is when a thought comes, I don't just accept it now. I stop and I say, is that true? And I think about it. And I say, Lord, is that from you? And I start to evaluate and survey that thought. And if it's not God and it doesn't line up with God's word, I get rid of it. But I want to talk about some of the lies that have been very convincing and um, whoever wants to go first. But what would you tell tell the people listening today? What was one of the lies that you believed and how did you overcome it? Um, Let me jump in a second. This is Shelley. Um, Actually, I, I just in the last couple of seconds changed my mind about the lie that I wanted to talk about because I think this is one that that um, relates to a lot a lot of people that have been hurt in any way. If somebody's ever hurt you, which is what everybody, okay? Mm-hmm. I think we hang on to the lie that it's even though the Bible says love your enemies as yourself, it's okay to hate people, and that certain people um, that I that I'm. I, Okay, I was I was sexually assaulted by a serial rapist who 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 assaulted and and, and raped and 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 violated you know like more than thirty forty fifty women and children, and I inside I thought you know, am I not really better than a serial rapist? And God had to take me to a very deep place where I I held on to that anger and that bitterness and some very deep lies. I wanted this person, basically I'm being truthful, like to rot in hell. And God had to show me that every day of my life, he, this man had assaulted me, but every day of my life, I tried to murder him in my heart. Mm, wow. And that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And that um, that means something about forgiveness, which doesn't mean freedom from responsibility or consequences, and he is serving time um, because he's responsible for the judicial, judicial system and not me. But I had to forgive him, which meant releasing him from my bitterness, my anger, and not making him responsible to make things right to me. And so that was a lie that I believed that I was really better than he was Mm -hmm. somehow and that I was not responsible to love my enemies. Loving my enemy in that case didn't mean that he wasn't responsible, but it meant releasing him from this anger that had taken hold of my life and drinking the poison of bitterness that was slowly killing me. Um, And praying Mm -hmm. for his best good spiritually in life, for him to come to know Jesus, for him to know all the spiritual blessings that God, Jesus died for the cross, on the cross for him just the same way that he died for me. So you're saying that what he did was not okay. No. But it also wasn't okay for you to hold that anger and that bitterness and that hatred towards him because that was killing you. It was killing me. And because it was not only killing you probably emotionally and physically and spiritually, but it was killing you because you were meditating and and fellowshipping with murderous thoughts. That's what you were saying. Yes. And it also goes back to gratitude and what I owe God, Mm. who gave his son, who took every vile perversion 
that I could think of, and and Jesus willingly took that for me. Mm-hmm. And I am bound to forgive, mm-hmm. not not release people from consequences, but I am bound to forgive and to love enemies because Scripture tells me to. Mm-hmm. And so I began praying for the for the for the baby, the man who attacked me. I had a hard time thinking of him as an adult, so I prayed for him as a baby and as a child, and I grew him up in my mind, forgave him, released him, and um, that's gone. But I know that everyone's struggling, whether it's a horrible divorce, whether it's somebody's done something to your child, we have friends whose children were murdered, we we tend to hang on to that bitterness and that that lie about others, Mm -hmm. that, that you owe me something, you owe a debt to me and I'm going to hang on to this and I have a right to this anger and I have a right to this to this vengeance Mm -hmm. and we can leave that to God and we can release people forgiveness just means that I'm releasing you to God I'm giving that to God and I'm asking for God to give to you all the same things he's given to me in terms of forgiveness and and reconciliation and pardon and I'm releasing those things to God so that was one of a, a lie that that bound me for a number of years. You know that's very deep, and um, I don't think that forgiveness is human. I don't think it's natural. I think um, that it's no, really supernatural. No, it's right. not. It's not something I mustered up. And I can tell you the day that God gave it to me because I fought with it for a couple of years, and in a sermon that a pastor preached, and God just took hold of my heart. And as I walked forward in obedience to God's call to do that. It was a gift that was given to me. Mm -hmm. And I want to do a whole podcast on just forgiveness because this is such a huge uh, Mm -hmm. conversation. We won't have time to really explore the depths of it today. But I do know that forgiveness doesn't mean I'm done healing. Sometimes it's the beginning of healing. And and a lot of times we rush in with the forgiveness piece as pastors. I'm a pastor. Or if we're counseling someone because we know the freedom that will come through that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we're not ready and we can forgive in layers, we can forgive. It's, mm-hmm. It can be a process. Yeah. It can be instant with yeah. our will. But right. I know for mm-hmm. me that um, for my childhood trauma and my sexual abuse as a little girl, I know that I had to forgive. But when I forgave, I thought, there, I forgave. I can't ever talk about it. Mm-hmm. I can't process no, it. And I no. wouldn't allow myself no. to go back into the memory because I was like, no, I forgave. It's over. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't no. over. No, I just not. forgave. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, but that's another show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do that because, um, but you said something that's interesting. And I just want you to take 30 seconds to um, give me a definition. Level at the foot of the cross. I'm not sure that everybody would understand what that means. That, that's a, that is a profound truth. But what are you saying? What does that mean? Foot of the cross. Level at the foot of the cross. I just had to come to the place where I saw myself as a murderer, a rapist a sinner equal to anyone else in this world. My capabilities of sin are equal to... I am, I am no more, no less, um, um, you know, deserving of God's grace and mercy than anyone else. Why didn't I spend a lot of time ministering in, in prisons with our sisters? I, I, but, but for the grace of God, I could be there among them. I know that while the man who... Who, um, who assaulted me was responsible for every choice that he made. I do know that in the eyes of God that my sin and his sin are the same and that I needed to, I needed to see myself and what I, that anger, that, that horrible anger that I clung to, I needed to see the murderer in myself. 
So when we get that picture, we see that Jesus Christ hung on a cross. He was crucified. He was murdered. He was, he was killed, although he says, no one takes my life. I lay it down. But so that we could have forgiveness. So while Jesus was on the cross, his blood was flowing. Each one of us want to receive that forgiveness. We come to the foot or the bottom of that cross. And as we kneel there spiritually mm-hmm. or in our heart or in our mind, metaphorically, you're saying no sin is better or greater. It's level. Yes. Nobody's higher or yes. lower. We all have to come yes. and bow and submit to that yes. and, and allow his cleansing. Yes. Oh, that's powerful. And um, Wanda, yes. we have a few moments <clears throat> left. What was a lie that you maybe heard or believed or, or controlled your life? And how did you overcome it? Uh, this is, um, it's, this one's an easy one for me. This is, was the battle of my whole life, which was, you're not good enough. You've messed up too much. Uh, you're too broken and God will never be able to use you mm. for anything good. Mm. <clears throat> and I believe that all my whole life. Um, until just a few years ago, and um, I actually knew that it was um, a lie when I, I knew what the truth was when I read it in scripture, it's in Jeremiah 18, it's the potter, Uh, Jeremiah goes down to the potter's house, and he walks in and says, I went in and I saw the potter at the wheel, Mm -hmm. working on a pot, Um, the pot that he was working on was broken, or marked, or marred in his hands, Mm -hmm. And when I read that, it was like, it really was like getting slapped in the face because it was yeah. like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm broken, yes, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm marked up, but I'm in his hands. And that he can choose to remake me mm-hmm. into whatever he wants to make to use for his glory. Mm-hmm. Um, that was yeah. like an answer a, a, a direct answer to my, mm-hmm. to my, um, the lies that I was believing. Mm-hmm. It was the truth to bury the lie. So although it, I knew it was true when I read it, every day I have to remind myself that that's what I have to do. So it's like we don't get cleaned up to come to God. He's mm-hmm. holding us even in our brokenness, yeah. even in our mark. And some people say, well, where was God? He was holding us right. even though we were broken or marred. Right. But he loves us too much. To let us stay that way. Mm-hmm. So he's not just a loving God that's going to hold us even though we're broken. He's going to repair. He's going to heal. Restore. restore. And, you know, there has to be a death before a resurrection. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of me has to die still, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that I can be raised new. So uh, the, the, the truth is, is that God can fix the me that was broken. So um, I'm always um, going after some of the things that we would say in our knowing God and our Christian vocabulary. What do you mean you have to die? What, what does that mean? Well, that's where the bringing your thoughts and subjection and, and telling myself this, this, the, the flesh, crucifying the flesh and just saying, you just stay up there, mind your own business. I'm I'm going ahead and going forward and moving on with God or, you know. So you put down or you 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 kill or you, you consider dead is probably a better way of saying it. Those negative thoughts and those beliefs and and sometimes I heard you say my own will or my flesh, that's our will, that, that strong part in us. Not everything is just this wimpy broken piece. There's brokenness can sometimes look like 
a very strong <laughs> ironclad will. Yes, a bratty it? little kid, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and that and I have, you know, I'm I can be very stubborn and very selfish. No. <laughs> I know it's shocking, but <clears throat> it's just Wanda. It's not me or you, Don. No, it's you got to my problem. Hello. <laughs> so the truth um, every day sets me free. Amen. Well, this has been great. I've, I've enjoyed just talking about this, and we have so much more we have to say. Light and truth and revelation into our life. Expose every lie that keeps us tied up in bondage and reveal your truth, I pray. We trust you to set us free, Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you for it. I thank you for listening, my dear sister, and here is to freedom in Jesus' name.